This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, April 22nd, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. What should replace the bachelor's degree? The degree itself doesn't really tell an employer what you know, but some certifications that may actually take less time to complete could. So says political scientist Charles Murray. He spoke at the Cato Institute's New York City seminar April 8th. Think about why we're supposed to have a residential college in the first place. Well, you need a library. And a library requires a good-sized institution to support it. Second thing is you need colleagueships because scholarship thrives in a, in a situation where scholars can talk to each other. And the third reason is that you could have personal interactions between the, the faculty and the students. All three of those justifications for the university are vanishing like snow in July. A library, it can be a pleasant place to go and sit and study to get away from the dorm, but you don't need one anymore. Uh, I do all of my work out in Burkittsville, Maryland, and I do work that requires enormous access to all kinds of data resources and books and things. I just go to Google Books. I just go to JSTOR or one of the other programs which permits me to uh, access all the technical journals in the world. And, and, and you're familiar probably with many of the others. They're just incredible uh, scholarly resources. You don't need a library. Colleagueships? Colleagueships these days occur among people 5,000 miles apart that are more intimate than any of the colleagueships that, that scholars have with people on their own campus. It's not just that they can Skype with each other and, and be looking each other face to face. They're exchanging drafts, marking up each other's drafts. Uh, they, they are acting exactly the same way colleagues act on the campus, except they have the advantage of, of dealing with the people who really specialize in the same thing they specialize in. Interactions with the students, this is one of the most interesting. First, and this is part of the fraud aspect of the undergraduate degree too, an awful lot of courses, especially in large universities, are taught with lectures, which is one of the silliest ways to impart knowledge there is. First place, you can read the lecture a lot faster than you can listen to it. But even if you want to read it, uh, want to listen to it, the idea that now you have to have a lecturer in front of a specific classroom as opposed to the best lecturer in the world on that subject, who is simply his lecture is available through the internet or whatever, is, is really silly. It's like saying that you know, Yo-Yo Ma uh, can only perform below, uh, uh, before live audiences. He can't do records. Uh, the lecture is antediluvian as a way of teaching. The other ways in which you can change the personal interactions through distance learning are just astonishing. Uh, I occasionally do seminars at AEI sometimes when you have a college class that comes in to visit Washington, but sometimes it'll be a school which asks me to go to a studio in, uh, in Washington, and I'm on a television screen in front of them, and they're on a television screen in front of me. I did one with St. Olaf's College a while ago out in Minnesota. I swear there is no important difference between the quality of my interaction in that seminar than with the seminar that occurs on site at AEI. All of these things I'm talking about now are going to get nothing but better, which is to say any objection you can raise right now saying, well, the colleagueships aren't quite the same and the personal interactions aren't quite the same are probably going to be overcome by technology and its improvements over the next uh, several years. The final, final way in which it's antediluvian is the four-year residency requirement. 
there is hardly an occupation in the world that requires four years of, of classwork. Now, there are lots of occupations that require a much longer apprenticeship than that, but not classroom instruction. Almost any specialty you can think of, you can probably do the coursework for it in a year and a half or two years. Why do you have the four-year requirement? Oh, you need the four years because you need the time to get a general liberal education, which, of course, you aren't getting. Well, I suggest to you that all of these problems with the current system for once provide a confluence of forces which make for a market opportunity. You've got three things working to create that market opportunity. One is the expense. Forty or $50,000 for a private school, which is now the going rate, and really quite high rates for state uh, colleges too if you don't come from in within the state, create a huge incentive for parents to start to look for something else and for young people to start looking for something else. If you have the money, you can say of your child, yes, I'll spend the 40 grand a year. But if you don't have the money, you're starting to look harder and harder at what's coming out of this. And especially in a recession, when lots of college graduates are hitting the streets and not finding any jobs, you're saying, exactly why is it I spent all that money? And it's also not just the parents who incur those debts, it's also young people who have absorbed huge college loans that they're going to have to pay back. And they are starting to ask, why am I doing this? The second thing that's happened is that employers are increasingly aware that the system is not serving their needs. I don't know how many employers have said to me after I published a book called Real Education, has said to me, yeah, I don't even know when somebody comes in with a BA whether they can write a coherent sentence. I know nothing at all about that person just because they have the BA. They are going to be very receptive to any alternative information they can get. And the third thing is you have an active, enthusiastic source of alternative supplies out there, namely the Internet uh, distance education providers, a burgeoning industry. They know, just as a matter of reality, they cannot credibly promise a BA gained online that will have the prestige of a BA obtained from a known university. That's, that's true. But they also know that the quality of instruction they can provide can compete. So what's the solution? The solution is some form of certification which a young person can take into an employer which the employer can read and interpret meaningfully to make decisions about whether this is a person that ought to be hired. I've got one example for you that already exists, the CPA exam. If uh, somebody walks in, or so I am told by people who hire accountants, if somebody walks in that with a high score on the CPA, which is a very difficult exam, most people flunk it the first time they do it, uh, you can be pretty sure that person has the wherewithal to be a pretty good accountant. And whether he got that uh, knowledge online or at a university doesn't really make much difference to you. There's no reason you can't do that same kind of thing throughout the whole range of the, the of uh, specialties that are learned in college. You have somebody who wants to, let's say, go into business. They're really interested in marketing. They take a year and a half of courses in marketing. There ought to be a kind of test battery or definition of, uh, of credentials that can be meaningful to an employer. I'm not going to try to specify it more closely than that because we've got lots of options. It doesn't have to be multiple choice items on a test. 
that go into the certification I'm talking about. Sometimes it can be work samples. Sometimes it can be required curriculum. All the rest of it. All I'm saying, it would be an employer-driven set of credentials that you want young people to be able to bring them to the, uh, to the job interview. When you have the consumers of education who are really upset about how much money they're spending, you have suppliers of education who know they can pro provide a competitive product at a cheaper price, and then you have consumers of education in the form of employers who want better evidence. It looks to me like that's a marketing opportunity. And I have enough faith in the market to say over the next 10, 15, 20 years, we are going to say that, see that transform education. I can't promise it because, like all libertarians, I do not have a government program to make this happen. Uh, but, but the forces are all very favorable for it. The outcomes are not going to be the destruction of colleges. All those colleges will still be filled with students, but they won't all be there in the BA straitjacket. They aren't all going to be there for four years. Some of them are going to be going for a year and a half and then taking off and getting jobs. And it isn't the case that we are going to lose liberal education, which we don't even have right now. Here's my proposition to you. If you have an undergraduate who knows he has to check off the humanities box, he'll probably choose the history of comic book art as a way of doing it. But if he's there to study his marketing courses, and he's looking through the catalog, and he sees the course on Shakespeare, and he says to himself, you know, people always say I ought to read Shakespeare, and I, I'm kind of curious. I think there's at least as high a probability that students in that environment will take a Shakespeare course and maybe they'll find that there are other things they're interested in that they didn't realize they were interested in. In any case, even though I can't precisely define the future, what will have happened will meet two of my tests. For me, the goal of education is not to get a BA. The goal for our children is that they come to adulthood having found or having learned how to search for something they love to do and having learned how to do it well. And that system will serve that goal. The second test I have is we need to give young people a way to show employers what they know and what they can do, not where they learned it and how long it took them. On both counts, the future, which I think is going to come about, is going to be bright and much better than the system we have today. Thank you very much. Charles Murray is author of the books Losing Ground and The Bell Curve. He spoke at the Cato Institute's New York City Seminar April 8th. Learn more about education policy at Cato.org.